Welcome back, Grief Nation listeners. Today, we're going to be talking about best practices of what to say to a griever. We have Dr. Susan Clark, who is a licensed professional counselor. Her doctorate is in Christian psychology. She is a founder and owner of Clark & Clark Counseling Center, LLC, located 30 minutes from Great Atlanta. Dr. Clark realized her calling was to minister to the wounded and brokenhearted spirit after numerous strangers would approach her in public places and start conversations to share their personal and private information with her. She's been ministering to others for over the past 20 years. Dr. Clark's goal is to serve others in their time of need, to meet them where they are at, and to help them on their journeys where they need to be. Let's welcome her. How are you, Dr. Susan? I am doing well, Miami. It's such a privilege and honor to be able to speak with you. I heard so much about you. Oh, thank you so much. So we're going to just dive into the questions today. And the first one I have is, what is your philosophy regarding best practices of what to say to a grieving client? Well, I think the best practices are just say something that's comforting. You know, so often people say things that doesn't feel like comfort, doesn't feel like joy, doesn't give me peace. So some of the things you could say is like, I'm sorry to hear of your loss. It's okay to cry. Um, I'm here to help you. I'm here to listen to you. Just be available. Absolutely. And I agree. Um, There's so many things that shouldn't be said, but just the comforting things, like you Mm. say, is is very important. And what has been the worst things that you've heard that has not been very comforting to people uh, from a person that has said something to a griever? Wow, there are so many things. And I counsel so many people that are grieving and some of the things they say, and so to be inclusive, the, the most hurtful one is to say that God needed them more than um, you did. Uh-huh. And the God I've served is awesome. He's loving. And how can the creator need something yeah. to continue? And I, I think that's one of the worst ones. There's a lot of other ones. Uh, yeah. You know, you can have more children. You, you're young. You can get married again. But mm-hmm. that one, like God needed them more than you. How does God need my child more than me? Or my right. I, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a heavy one right there. Um, now that you've brought that to my attention, yeah. Um, the God I also serve is, you know, He's all almighty all everything you know he doesn't need anything like no i I do know that he's all sufficient yes he's all sufficient he's the creator he made the universe he made everything and he's gonna need my child he's gonna need my husband need my sister my grandmother right i can't fathom that and for you to come up to me when i'm grieving to say that god needed them more than me you know makes you say want to say something that's not polite Right. Sometimes, and that sometimes that happens with grievers, right? <laughs> a lot of times. Yes, that's all it's happened because grieving takes a lot of energy, and you're not yeah. yourself, and you, you may not be able to have that that better filter as usual. Yeah, yeah. So, how can grievers determine which type of therapy is right for them, or you know, what kind of therapy is needed at the time? 
Well, I believe the type of therapy is needed is anyone that will listen. Just listen, someone that will listen. Um, the therapist doesn't have to be specialized in grief counseling, but if they have they have good listening skills, or maybe I'd say, should say great listening skills and have empathy and compassion, that's what they need. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what are the best practices to say to an individual that may need therapy? Um, you know, just trying to encourage someone. How could, how can I try to help, say, for instance, my mom, if she's still grieving? Or what can I say to her? Well, I, I like to say to people, because sometimes people think that they don't need help and they, I mean, they maybe that's just part of the grieving such place they're in. But I like to say to them, you don't have to do this alone. You, you don't have to. There's, um, you know, professional counselors out there. There's trained pastors out there. There's grief support groups at um, churches, mm -hmm. hospitals, and even some funeral homes offer grief counseling. And so the main thing is I tell them, you don't have to do this alone. This is a difficult journey. And um, yeah. do, you don't have to do it alone. And the way to encourage them is just to remind them that you're present and I'm here to help. Mm -hmm. On how do I support them? I support them by being present, like I said, and listening. Mm -hmm. Maybe bringing a meal over, picking up their children. Um, if the grass needs cutting, come over and cut it. You know, you look out the window, somebody's cutting the grass. Nobody's concerned. Look like somebody you know. I mean, people just don't come over. <laughs> but do something that is needed. Yeah. Don't wait to be asked. Hmm. That's, don't wait to be asked. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wow. Explain to our listeners how important therapy is to an individual that is suffering from any life-altering change. Well, if you're suffering, um, it's back to find someone to listen to you, um, someone that's going to help you. Um, this grief journey can be very difficult, and there's no point in doing it alone. So the emphasis is that there are people out there, look for them. And, and you don't have the energy to look for them, I should hope that people that are, are, are alongside you will remind you that this is something you don't have to do alone by yourself. So seeking therapy is very important because without help, the, the journey is just going to be more difficult. But it's going to happen. Putting it on the back burner is, is not a good idea because one day it'll just pop up and you're like, where did this come from? But it's always been present. Wow. And how do you describe your treatment style as a professional to assist grievers? Well, there's all, all kind of book answers, but I, I suppose my best answer is that to be a good listener. I remember my, um, one of my professors, I can't remember which one it was, but they said um, they teach you in school to be careful about dual relationships, but they told me, be a friend first. And that doesn't mean like they're always over your house or something, you're going out shopping, but listen yeah. like a true friend. So my therapy is to be close to my um, my client, to listen to them, um, be available. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other thing. Mostly I'm transparent. Mm -hmm. I use humor. I, I share, <laughs> I share, um, personal testimonies, mm -hmm. not, not that it's about me, but sometimes people want to hear that, hey, I don't always have it all together. I've experienced something similar. Mm -hmm. So I use transparency, I uh, be a good listener, try to be a friend uh, as close as I can without breaking any rules, um, share my testimonies of my challenges and my victories so they can also see that they, can, they too can overcome. That's why you're so amazing. 
Well, thank you. You're, you're awesome yourself. Do you have a personal grief journey that you would like to share with our audience and how you were successful in your journey? Yes, I do. Um, I've had several griefs in my family. Um, you live long enough, you, as my grandmother says, you'll, 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 you'll go to funerals and you'll know people that have died. Yeah. Um, I didn't get successful, if I want to say successful, in a grief journey until after my mother died and my grandmother. Well, to put it clear, after my, my niece died on my birthday back in 1979, so I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And so I did that terribly. And then my mother, I didn't do much better. And then my grandmother, I didn't do much better. So my successful grief journey, as successful as it could be, mm -hmm. was my sister. And what I did differently was I listened to myself. And I don't mean like um, being self-centered and not having God involved. It's just knowing, just having an unction that would work for me. So mm -hmm. when I heard that my sister was ill, um, this time I didn't wait for someone to say, well, she'll be better. Don't go visit. I just said like, I, I need, I felt led to go. Okay. So what I did differently, which I consider successful, was I listened to myself. I did go visit my sister that was in the hospital and that she was in a hospital up in New Jersey and I lived down here in Georgia. So I listened to myself. I went up there. I was present. She was, um, she was in alerts. But before I left, she was alert. I was talking to her and I left, but she did die like two days later. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have no regrets. She was ill. She had been ill for a while. Um, she uh, um, just slipped my mind right now, uh, which she had. Um, but her illness is what ended up, she ended up dying from her. But to be very clear on my answer, Mm -hmm. I listened to myself and I have no regrets for going up there because I did what I felt was necessary. And I think that's what people need to do to be successful in their journey. They need to listen to themselves. Do I need to rest? Do I need to eat? Do I need to get out? Um, this helps. This doesn't help. You right. know? That's what makes it successful. Um, is it something you want to do? Go through a grief journey? No, but mm -hmm. there are better ways to do it. And um, healthy grieving is very important. Yeah, I often tell people, I'm sorry to hear about your losses, um, first you. of all, um, but I often tell people that I just never stood up like I was in front of the class waving my hands. Oh, choose me, Lord. I want to be a grief coach. Please, please, please. I just want to do that. Who does that? <laughs> Nobody wants to just jump up and do this. But, you know, it's just a, it's a calling. And I think you have to be guided to this kind of work. And it's just I don't think that a person can't heal themselves without having a grief coach or a counselor. But I'm just saying for me with my journey, it was, it was God saying to me, okay, look, look, little lady, I, I know you've gone through a lot, but like you said, listen to yourself and then you'll find your way out of it. And I think every, we all have that ability to, to self heal ourselves. Um, if we do exactly what you just said, just listen right, to yeah. ourselves. Because whether you believe you have a higher power or not, yeah. you have thoughts, whether you believe a higher power is giving you those thoughts or not, but just be still and hear and yeah. listen and move, be move still. forward. Yeah. Move be forward. still and know, right? Yes. That's, that's right. Be still. Be still. Yes. Yes. How can a parent support their children that are grieving from loss? Now that's not very easy because when you're grieving, the children kind of can get lost in this situation. Um, 
I think the best thing to do is listen to them. It's always going back to listening, listening to them, answer their questions age appropriately if you can. Yeah. And um, let them know it's okay to cry because sometimes children, being that they're so young, depending on their age, don't have an understanding of if they cause some of this. You know, I was mean to grandma, so that's why she didn't come back or uh -huh. you know, something like that. So I think it's very important. Um, parents definitely should avoid saying that they're just sleeping because then children get afraid to go to sleep and so um what parents can do is be present and listen answer their questions age appropriately okay thank you so much for that we we don't know how to help um i don't think I, well when you're going through grieving yourself and then you have children that yes. are also going through it no one knows what they're doing we just you know like we it's a journey and we're all trying to figure it out but we do need some um some awareness to help us learn so i, I thank you for mentioning that uh, what is your um, um what is your recommendation on supporting our school system for teachers dealing with the grieving with the grievance of children I think the teachers have a whole, a whole lot of things on their plate. And yes. then if you have little Johnny or Susie coming back and their mommy died or a friend, or even they're grieving the fact that they, they're new, they moved here and they missed their friends right. or puppy died. Um, parents, so teachers got a lot on their plate. So the thing I recommend is that I know the teachers are being trained, but train them a little bit more. Train them yeah. a little more. Like take that, let that be a continuing education unit or something that is required to, as a refresher. Uh, and whether it's a teacher doing the work or a counselor, let the children express themselves. Let them be able to draw or color or have a day that they can all talk about what they like about puppies or something. Mm -hmm. Something that they can talk and understand because children really do um, things through play therapy. So mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that teacher's going to dedicate a whole week to this. But if somebody's coming back, a child, um, a young adult, um, maybe we can have a subject about... Um, what's a friend look like or what do we do when somebody moves away something that can address a loss without you maybe specifically addressing their loss all right because children do um they need to be able to share their feelings if no one teaches that they bottle it up mm -hmm. and then we're wondering why little susie and little johnny's acting out. right absolutely oh that just gives me chills thank you so much oh that that, that was nice <laughs> oh so have we heard um legislation um for i mean excuse me not legislation have we heard um commissioners and um leaders in the educational system we need those type of topics or um something that can help our children understand and just have the conversation and talk about grief. So I hope you, if you guys are listening, I hope you um, pull more of this onto the agendas of the, you know, each school year about um, helping our teachers train um, our young children that are dealing with so much grief. So are there any reasons why people do not seek therapy first? Well, I think it's not taught. Yeah. It's not taught. In our, in our homes, we're, we're, sometimes parents are teaching, it's just us, you know, my name is Clark, and if I was, which I did not, mm -hmm. but if I was telling like, whatever happens in the Clark's house, stay in the Clark's house, and that's not good, because then you don't know what to say, when to say something, and you're, you're taught to be silent, but if you have a family that teaches openness, and we get together and have family meetings, then we can be able to share our feelings, and we can go as far as saying, you know, let me know if something is bothering you. Um, you know, if, you, if you're ever in a position, you need something, it's okay to seek help out. I have already told my children, 
Um, I am hopeful, grateful that I will exceed my, find death before my children, because I know the death of a child is the most devastating loss, yeah. but it can happen. But my adult children know that um, upon my death, you know, I know there's always concern about people getting money and inheritances, but I made it very clear. You know, don't be looking like for any inheritance or anything. We'll be looking for a, a therapist before you get any money. Yeah. I mean, I want you to be able to talk to somebody because I know it's going to be difficult. So I, I have expressed to them in life right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, they don't want to talk about death, but you know, this is in place here and this is on my will here and this is this. That one of the things you are required to do before reading and doing all these other things and receiving fortunes, well, maybe not a fortune, but it's uh, <laughs> something is left, is that yeah. I want you to seek counseling. So it's to educate. So when you yeah. ask the question, what um, we can do is people avoiding it. Some are avoiding it because I don't want to say they're avoiding it. They're just not knowledgeable. Yeah. And so even in, in um, the workplace, when you have orientations, it would be very good some for some during orientations if, um, companies offer it and say, hey, we offer an employee employee assistant programs for, so you can go see a counselor and we give you three sessions or five sessions. Yeah. So, you know, if they were told you that on an orientation, because when I when I think back and those depths I shared with you, I was working for the, the federal government and I worked there for 25 years. And in those depths I spoke of, four of them, I wasn't aware that they were some kind of counseling present. But you know what, I'm, when I think about it now, they probably did. Yeah. But you just didn't know. I didn't know. So yeah. we could, mm -hmm. you know, we could be educated on that. Families talk about what they would like to um, talk about death and grieving, and it's okay to talk to other people. It doesn't mean that we're uh, we're not a strong family. It just means that we need some assistance and guidance. Mm -hmm. And if companies would also share during orientation what they do offer. Yeah, and I, that leads me into this question: Are we getting the support we need? And not not really. Doesn't seem like it. I don't think we're getting the support we need because we're, again, we're, we're not knowledgeable what's available. Yeah. We got to talk about it. You know, we don't need to be um, a death defying country. Yeah. Um, I believe years ago, um, I can't tell you how far back, but there was a time I, I remember reading about that we would wear a black sash on our arms and people would know you're grieving or have a black wreath on the door. We don't have none of that going on. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody's not having a good day and say, what's wrong with her? And say, well, her mother died. That was a week ago. I mean, what's that supposed to mean? Right. Yeah. No, so I still know people, we're still not, we're not informed. And, not. and I would like to touch back on, you, you were saying like how our families, uh, we don't talk about it. So um, when we, because of our, our culture um, of not talking about death or not talking about grief, to me, I think when, I used to hear it because, oh my gosh, I guess because my mother worked for hospice and, you know, my mother is up in age, so she's in her 70s and, you know, somebody's always dying. So she, I remember having a conversation with her one day and we were just talking about, um, she was just talk, telling me about death and I'm like, mom, why is it all the time that you just talk to me about death? Every time you talk to me about something, you talk about somebody's dying, death, is it? And then I did, this is way before I went through my own journey, but that was just her life and that, that's what comforted her. It wasn't that it wasn't bad for her. You know, the, just the experience of talking about death wasn't, you know, bad for her. So um, I'm saying all that to say sometimes, I think, of course, because we didn't talk about it, 
um, I used to just feel eerie about the word just because I grew up around a mother that always dealt with death. <laughs> so for me, that's what it was for me. It wasn't that it was just, you know, it's this thing and it's just, yeah, of course, when it, of course, when it affected me, I had to go through my own journey, but just hearing about it really wasn't an issue, I guess, because I heard it so much. And if we yeah. do continue to hear about it a lot, you know, like anything, it's more, it's more familiar. Right. And I was so familiar with it, but at some point I was like, Mom, can we talk about something else? But yeah. <laughs> but it's, see, it's, what, you what just I need a better balance of talking about life as much as death. Right, right. So, but me knowing that now, I feel more educated about it. And I actually, I think it's what helped me also heal along the process too, because of me always being around it and hearing it as well. Right. Um, but it, it, that's just weird. But I, I would, I, I really want people to have the conversation, like you're saying. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. And I, I think another reason people don't want to have the conversation is because they feel like they're being jinxed. Oh, you're talking about death now, someone's gonna die. You're talking about death. That means you're gonna mm -hmm. die. Or oh, stop mm -hmm. talking about it, mom, because you're gonna jinx yourself. And it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. Absolutely. So, so it's taboo. We don't talk about it because we're we're going to talk. It's going to happen soon. So if I'm a person that's wanting to bring this to my family and let's open up and talk about it, how can I approach that? Okay, so I'm thinking you may have to do it individually because everybody responds differently. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm um, the part I did. I can just tell you. Um, for my family, I can say in general to them, hey, like I was just saying earlier, um, one day I'm going to be leaving here and y'all need to get your stuff together and make sure you go to, and then I right. want you to make sure you go to counseling. Mm -hmm. But when I'm going to speak to them individually, like, well, I want a casket or I want to be cremated and I mm -hmm. want to wear a certain color and I want certain music played, they're like, oh, oh, oh everybody's yeah. all upset. But I, I would do that individually. Yeah, so you know, depending on family members, certain things you can say um, group. Other ones depend on, like you say, you know how your child is. You do one on one. Maybe we went to the movies first, or maybe we did something they like first, and then we go out to eat and say, you know, I want to talk about something important to me. So what is that, mom? So you already got their attention. Yeah, you didn't give them a soft you done, you done, you done, <laughs> you know, Yeah, that's right. You done went to the movies, or you went and bought them their favorite coffee book or whatever. And uh -huh. then we're eating and, and you say, I need something to talk to you about something personal. And they say, well, what is that? And then you go right into this is something deep. We're on a high and now yeah. we're talking about death. Right. But I think we're going to be more attentive because you already showed that you love and you care about them. Absolutely. Oh, yum, yum. Yes. Stuff, so you stuff. already showed that. So you kind of eased it in. It's not, it's not a trick. It's just that right. you, want to, you already showed love. And yeah. Now like, because I love you and you know you're important to me, but I need to share something with you because I know when this time comes, it's going to be difficult for you. Oh, and, wow. uh, and I want to let you know, these are things I have prepared and these are things in order. And so I don't want you to be, um, I don't want to make it any worse. Mm -hmm. Like where's the will and who's getting the house. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just knowing my um, children, I could express this easier mm -hmm. with my daughters than my son. Yeah. And so we're going to work with this daughters first and then yeah. move slowly to the son. Yeah, because we know we know each of our children. So that's exactly right. Yeah. So you and I, I think letters are and leaving and having a letter is very nice too. Yes, absolutely. And putting things in positive order. letters, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I know of uh, I knew of this family that I helped during their um hospice 
um, time with their mother and she made it known of everything. This is what I want. This is what it's going to do. This is how you're showing up. This is what, <laughs> you know, and it really gave them some guidance. And then later on, after the years have passed, they feel good about that. They really felt because they, you know, obviously she knew that they were not going to be in their right mind and that, you know, that they needed to focus on what needed to be done. And she that's knew right. to a point to do what. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that helped. that's, that's a good legacy to leave. That's helpful, even yeah. though, like you said, they may not believe it. I think that when you're grieving, you're not yourself. So I can't say how people are going to be managing it, but it was what you just said, Miami. When they look back at it and say, well, she was thorough, and that might have came across um, controlling or bossy. Oh, she bosses around her death. But, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know what people might be yeah. thinking, but like you said, they go back and think about it and say, man, that did help. Yeah, absolutely. It did help. It did help. So everybody, I have to reveal, this is my amazing therapist. So I, I had to just say that because you have to want to believe that there's something else bigger than yourself out there to be able to assist and guide you through life. And this amazing woman, I tell you, I just randomly uh, seeked her out to figure out, okay, what do I need? I was told about that I had these um, six available sessions free through my job. And um, I just said, okay, I got to find someone. And immediately her last name clicked with me because that's my grandmother's last name. So um, I saw her beautiful face online and I said, up, oh, she's the one she was in my area and it just all worked out. And you guys, she's a low key comedian. I just have to let y'all know that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I love her, but I want you guys to know therapy is healthy help and it's clean and it's good for you. Um, it's allowing, it allowed me to, you know, get on a better track of learning who I am and discovering more about myself. But can you tell us how can we reach you and provide your website, social media, whatever you have to give to us to contact well, thank, you? Well, thank you, Mommy. Those are very encouraging words. Sometimes I, I doubt if I'm serving enough, but when I hear words like yourself, it just reminds me I'm on the right track. You are. And I am making a difference sometimes. You are. <laughs> thank you. Um, my telephone number is 678 Four three eight four two two five, and um, that's the number you can reach me at. But um, I am busy, and God is using me. So you would have to leave a message, and I will get back with you in like twenty four hours. I do not have a website. I haven't decided if I will get one, but I can be. Re um, I'm not gonna say I can be reached, but you can go to on the internet to healthgrades.com. That's the word health and the word grades combined is one word, healthgrades.com. And you can look, go to that website, type in Dr. Susan Clark at Stockbridge, Georgia. And what it will show is other uh, comments from clients that I have served. Okay. And so, um, and uh, I don't know if I'm like you said, a little great comedian, but I'm not paying these people. So, <laughs> um, so the comments there are genuine from people's hearts. So yeah. you can go there and learn a little bit about how people see how, um, what they say about my ministry to them because it is a ministry in my opinion. It is. Um, not everybody can do this and um, be able to lay down at night and go to sleep because hearing the hurting and the brokenhearted and the wounded is uh, something that God has gifted me to be able to do and be able to sleep at night. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thankful for you. And before well, I let you. you go, what has your attention in the grief world that you would like to change or bring more awareness to that we have talked about or we haven't? 
Well, I think we've talked about it. What needs to be changed? It needs to be more awareness and education on how to help, what to say, what not to say, being a good listener, um, being present. Um, yeah, being a good listener and being present. And um, if you don't have anything good to say, as mom said, don't say anything at all. Just be still. Amen. Okay, you guys, this wraps up our show today. Thank you so much, Dr. Clark, for coming through and um, dropping that knowledge on us. Uh, we love you and just thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you very much for having me. And I, I look forward to speaking with you again and uh, hearing great, more great things about you. Thank you. Shop at My Night Collections, where all things are decor, and get your bedding, draping, decor wear, event supplies, and more. Click shop and adore at My Night Collection Decors.